Welcome to another podcasting episode of Bob Around Town. It's Bob Peters out and about, exploring mid-Michigan from an inside perspective. And now, here's your host, Bob Peters. Hey, thanks for sticking around. It's Bob Around Town, the special Halloween edition. We're having a little bit of fun. We're going to talk about some stories. We've been talking about some stories, and i got a whole bunch coming up later, too. So, But in the meantime, uh, we're going to talk about the Broadway Theater, probably one of the scariest places in Mount Pleasant, in downtown Mount Pleasant. I know there's a lot of spirits going on. There's a lot of things going on there. I don't know for a fact, but I know it by just walking through there, that there is something going on there. We've got Phil Micus. We've got uh, Mike Sobolewski. Fia Howard. They're going to tell us some stories because there are things going on over there at the Broadway Theater, downtown Mount Pleasant. So I did a little bit of research. Do you guys know when it was built? I'm finding a couple of dates. Yeah, it was built in uh, 1919. 19. Okay, so I'm finding 1906 online, 1919 and all that. So uh, even in the 20s that it did expand, it got a little bit wider, right, Phil? Well, it was built in 1919 uh, from what I know as that footprint. Okay. And uh, then a few years later, it was was remodeled on the inside like in the late 1940s. Oh, okay. And yep. a new marquee was installed uh, in, in the late 1940s. Excellent. Phil Micus, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Um, how long have you been involved with the Broadway Theater? I've been involved with the Broadway Theater since the uh, early 2000s. So 20 years. 20 years. Time yeah. goes by fast, right? But don't so, blame me for everything. No, not at <laughs> no, 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 we'll just throw a th- few things out there for you, Phil. But, but anyways, you have a very interesting story you're going to relate to us as we get into Halloween yeah, time. Because we know, right, there's, there's mm-hmm. spirits out there, don't we? I'm a believer. People have you know? felt the spirits. Uh, we have yeah. folks here who have had uh, yeah. experiences that they'll tell you about. So t- tell me your story. Yeah, there was a group of paranormal researchers came to the uh, board of uh, trustees of the Broadway. It's operated by a board of about eight to fifteen people, depending on the time of a uh, time of the year. And um, so they came and said, "Yeah, you know, the history of the Broadway uh, is that it's the place is haunted, and we have this really cool equipment, and we can pick up the energies of uh, of spirits, and we can sometimes record their uh, communication." With us. Wow. And maybe you've seen some of the similar equipment on uh, television shows, but this was early stuff back uh, around 2005 or so. And so, yeah, we let them in the theater and and, uh, they uh, did their thing. We didn't stay with them because, well, for one, I was a little too scared to, honestly. And uh, Do you think they really draw in the spirits? Because whenever we're watching television... They had the evidence, They did. They brought the evidence to our board meeting because we said, well, what'd you do in there? What'd you find in there? We need to know. And uh, so... So they had uh, their own uh, description narrative of what they discovered and how they went into the dressing rooms down in the underneath the stage, the vaudeville stage. That stage was built in 1919. Yes. They're still acting on it. But below are the dressing rooms. And um, they went uh, down into a dark corner of one of the uh, back rooms of the dressing room. It's called the baggage storage area now and uh, they got their electrical equipment underway and and so they played it for us and and we didn't get a copy of it but I remember it so distinctly Bob it went kind of like this there was some static noise because of course you know it's all this noise around us but we don't necessarily hear all the frequencies but their high-tech equipment did and so they're hearing this listening to it for a while going yeah okay 
could have been 10, 20 seconds. And I'm like uh, wondering. You're, when, you're when, getting when, nervous when, right now, yeah, right? Right, right. right. So, and then a voice. Mommy. It was a more, more scratchy voice. Mommy. Or something like that. And of course, that's what they told us that it, it was saying. And they were very excited about it. They uh, uh, felt very rewarded by their experience. So, so they played this in front of the board of trustees. They did. Other people from our community were listening to this. Yes. Do we know some of those people? Are they still with, around here or anything? Yeah, you know, the but, board members at the time. Yeah. Uh, Mike, oh, Mike, 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 Mike was Mike. with us. Tell me about, okay, uh, Mike Sobolewski. Mike, thank you for joining us. You have another story, but jump, yeah. in, on this, jump in on this one. When, when, when you're here, uh, so, so these guys come in, right? They, so now we're talking science, aren't we, right? Mm-hmm. This is not just a story. This is fact. You're going to learn about that, right, Fia? Yep. Science, right? Tell me about that, Mike. So I'm kind of a skeptic, and, you know, I, I, I felt that could have been interpreted a, di- a few different ways. And I remember asking once, like, hey, you know, did they have any findings? And was told, yeah, they just they have to finish Photoshopping their evidence before they can give it to us. And I'm like, if you're Photoshopping these photos, I'm like – you're adding ghosts, you know, but mm-hmm. it could have just been changing lighting levels, you know, whatever. So, um, more like, do, more like a post-production maybe in a sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. So like I said, I, I'm kind of skeptical, but then actually had an experience at the theater. So eh, I'm still a little skeptical, but it's hard to, after something kind of slaps you in the face. So, but, but, but you heard these, you heard these recordings, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So, I mean, it still had to make a little chill go up your spine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, slightly. Yeah, yeah, did it really? Yeah, yeah a little okay. bit. Okay, so where, where did they leave it at that? They they came in, they said, you have spirits of some kind. Did they describe who maybe they could they be felt or where that they came it was from? A, they felt that it was a child, and uh, they um, uh, thought that uh, spirit was uh, there at that corner of the building, which isn't, isn't very far from the furniture store at the corner. Um, which has history of being a, it was a mortuary yes, it back was. in the early 1900s. Yes. So, you know, having dead bodies over there, uh, it, it was uh, was expected that there'd be perhaps some spirits still in the area. And so it's only like 20 or 30 feet from our property corner, corner of the building. So that, so that was their description. They figured that the child was uh, floating around and, that they attracted the child to them, and they were very happy that they recorded uh, its voice. Seems like a lot of the spirits are always children or women. It, it seems like that. It's never a middle-aged man, is it? No. You know, or older right. man. Very you know, seldom. Something like that. So, Mike, okay? Yeah. So, you're a skeptic. Yes. You come in, you hear this. You're going, eh, I'm still skeptical. Then what happened? Um, So it was probably a couple years later. Uh, I forget. It it was somewhere between 2006, 2008. Um, We were putting on a kid's play, The Absolutely True Tale of Robin Hood. It was really fun. Um, After one of the rehearsals, I stayed and I was cleaning up the theater, you know, from building during the day in rehearsals. So had some music on the theater sound system had gone through and swept up the the house of the theater where all the seats are so in doing that flip all the seats up so you can sweep through them and i was sweeping up the stage and um my ipod yes it was back then so it was an ipod um plugged into the sound system was playing the song by baby bash cyclone and uh so i'm singing along with it sweeping on the stage and when it came to the lyric going hard when they turn the spotlight on the spotlight in the balcony came on and I was like, hey, so who was up there? 
that's my thought. I was like, wait ah, a minute. Yeah. Okay, place is locked up. Everyone's left. So I started shouting out like, hello, you know, who, who's there? Thinking maybe someone did hang around. Um, didn't hear anything. So I thought, okay, things happen. Old electrical wires, whatever. So I was going up to turn the spotlight off. And our spotlights are, it's basically like a, a pole with a yoke on it. And the spotlight sits in it so you can move it up and down. And uh, when it came on, normally when we're done using them, we either point them straight down or up to the ceiling. So it was pointed up to the ceiling. When it came on, it moved and was pointing down towards the seats. So, like I said, I, you know, started walking up to the balcony to go turn the spotlight off. And when I walked by, the one spot that it was shining on the seats was the one seat in the house that was folded back down. After I knew, I had gone through and folded them all up so I could sweep. So that kind of freaked me out. So it was a little reminder, right? Yeah. What's that song again? Uh, Cyclone by Baby Bash. I think we're going to play a bit of it right now. Okay. You know, hopefully that brings back memories for you. So, <laughs> so, so I mean, so w- when you were in the, in there at that point, you know, you are a skeptic. You're thinking, yeah. oh my god. Okay, so the light could have fallen down. Gravity, right? Yep, yep. Figured gravity. Maybe um, somebody was up there it, messing around with me. Turned the that light happens, on. Happens, but but you know for a fact. What are the odds that it's going to end up pointing at? Like sometimes the seats will fall down right. after you push them up, but they were all still folded up except for the one seat that the spotlight was pointing And at. I believe there are 480 seats in the Broadway. Is that that's, correct? That's pretty close to the number, How Bob. am I doing there, huh? Did yeah, a little you research, right? You did your research. I'm that's doing right. research a little bit. So so one out, so about a 2% chance. Yeah, it's very, it very small Mike. chance, yeah. Now, yeah. after that, do you walk in, maybe look it around a little bit differently? Do you get a different feel after these experiences? So now, remember, you have two already. Right, okay? The one right. Phil mentioned and then yours. Right. Um. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, like, I... I, I, st- I do believe in you know energies frequencies things like that whether people want to manifest them as spirits or or whatever that's fine so that it just it kind of made me start believing in you know more into the kind of energies frequencies that our bodies can tap into animals can sense that we can't things like that so yeah um when other people share some of their stories i just think yeah okay I'm not as skeptical when someone shares a story because I, it's hard to. Like I said, when it slaps you in the face like that, you you can't ignore it. Exactly. So now you hear two stories. We're going to talk to Fia Howard. I, you know, yeah. right before we were talking, I said, do you have one? She goes, well, I have a few. <laughs> Fia, welcome. Hi. I'm Hi. happy to be here. Now... Do you know about those two stories they just uh, mentioned? Do you know anything about those? I didn't Because you're, you're considerably younger than they are. Just, you know, a little bit. I didn't know about uh, Sobeys okay. at all. Okay. Um, I did know that we had par- paranormal investigators okay. come. But the story that I was told was that they told the board that they found nothing in like a spooky way. But I'm guessing that was just kind of like an urban legend that got passed down to the... Oh, there were two separate paranormal groups that came in and one i think uh, left empty-handed and another had the electronic recording okay so that might have been the other group might have been the one that i heard about because a lot of people don't even want to brag that they have spirits right sometimes you do sometimes you don't so so i've been asking a few people some stories and i've already had you know just people go yeah not my place. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, keep the business from going in where I, I'm more attracted to the, you know, places like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, let's see. My first experience happened in the spring of 2013. We were in the middle of a rehearsal for Pinocchio, and all of our sconces started flickering on and off, but at different times. 
So our sconces are connected to one dimmer switch. So they're either all on or all off, and they were going on and off completely different times. Were, were, were you doing like a, a particular scene at that point or rehearsing a particular, maybe a song or? I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay. There wasn't, I know that there wasn't any music in that. Okay. That All right. But that was, that was my first experience. Okay. Um, it definitely scared me. <laughs> it was my second <laughs> show at the Broadway. Cause I'm going to start connecting the dots just so you know. Okay. okay. So a young girl that we find That's out from the paranormal. Uh-huh. Remember, the young children are always usually a positive spirit, right? Yeah. They gotta love the story of, you know, what was it you said? Pinocchio. Pinocchio, right? They wanted to have some fun. We're, we're putting it together right now. Okay, keep going, Fia. Um, I guess ooh, my next one would have been in 2017. We were doing Seussical the Musical, and I was in the booth before rehearsal started, and I heard scratching at the tech booth door. I opened the door, and there was Nothing there. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. So when you were up there, was something going wrong? Do you, do you think a spirit maybe wanted to alert you on something? Did they you know, say, hey, maybe turn the light up more, or do this or do something like that? My theory is that we have a cat. A oh, okay. Cat. Because <laughs> so, I have oh, a spirit cat, not a, a real one. Cat, not a okay, real cat. Okay, okay. Because another time we were striking the set. Um, it was the end of the show, so we were taking everything back to storage. Uh, and... Everyone had left to go to the storage unit with all of the, the pieces, and I was sitting on the stage, and I heard meowing coming from the balcony. And you could think, well, it could have been a cat that could have snuck in, maybe. But these experiences were a couple of years apart, and if a cat has lived that long in the Broadway theater, I am very impressed. I have actually also seen the ghost cat. Tell me about that. Because that, that's a tough one, you know, to actually see him. Now, to feel him is one thing, right? I have seen two. You've seen two. I've seen two. Okay, okay, okay. Let's talk about that first one. Where were you at? So I was uh, standing on the stage after rehearsal. Sometimes I'll stick around and I'll sing on stage so I can have the experience of singing into a big empty room. And I looked up and there was just a cat walking across the balcony. And I was like, oh, I guess that's what we've been hearing. And these are all a few years apart. So did it look real or did it look like a silhouette or or maybe, a, you know, as we, you know, thinking in our minds, ghostly look, you know? Right. It, well, it started out real. It looked like a real cat, which completely threw me off because I was thinking I was going to have to go up and, you know, get a cat out of the Broadway. But as it walked across, it kind of just faded and disappeared. Wow. And I, I left wow. after that. <laughs> okay. I turned off the backstage so, lights so, and left. So, okay, that was the first time you saw the cat. Yes. Well, I only saw the cat once. Oh, okay. I've seen two different. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. So, no, great stories there. Things are happening out there at the Broadway Theater. I know, you know, it's quite active. A lot of people are going through there. And these are obviously not the only stories that are happening out there, are they? No, they're not the only stories. Uh Just uh, a few shows ago, we had uh, a movie at the Broadway the first uh, a few weeks ago and uh, some of the members in the audience were talking about the beautiful theater that they had the experience they were having they were watching the movie but then they went on to expand how they felt the energies they'd say like this place is haunted isn't it I can feel the vibes I can feel the energy so I would just shake my head and say yeah absolutely you know it it's part of the character it is. We like telling stories, but some of these stories really happen to people. So that's what I really wanted to hear today. And I appreciate you guys for coming in here today. You know, Phil, you and I even emailed back and forth. Yes. You know, we're trying to think of something and you, you were coming up with a few. Right. I knew you would. Thank you very much. You're We've welcome. got some great stories right here. Uh, I'm reaching out. We're going to take a little break right now, but I'll be back. Bob Around Town's Halloween special.
Hey, thanks for coming back. I hope you enjoyed those first stories from the Broadway Theater. A little spooky, a little scary over there, isn't it? Got a lot going on here, and uh, we're having a little bit of fun today. Bob Around Town Halloween special. Hope we're going to spook you out a little bit. Got Bob Ebner, Keith folks here from Central Michigan University. You know, they spent plenty of time inside Warner Hall. It's also known as Placta Auditorium. They know it inside and out. Matter of fact, we are recording on the stage in Placta Auditorium now. We're going to get into that a little bit. So remember, a little history lesson. Guys, I don't know if you know this yet. Fire destroyed the old main building in 1925, right here where we stand. Some bricks were used for Warner Auditorium. It was a white wood building back then. White wood building. So they Mm -hmm. built 2 million million bricks right here. They rebuilt it, okay? The auditorium at that point had a stage 30 feet deep, 40 feet wide, but they call it, what is it, a proscenium? Proscenium. Proscenium. See, a lesson here. Thank you very much. (laughs) You're talking a couple two old old theater guys. Exactly. So, (laughs) Keith Vokes, thank you. Yes, yes. Bob Ebner. Welcome, and thank you to come here as well, too. So, according to the Central Michigan University website, it opened in 1927. A name was changed in 1939. Do you know what they called it in 1927, guys? No, I thought it was always Warner, named after a No, president. no, that, that happened in 1939. It was called the New Administration Building. Wow. Oh, from, from 1927 to 1939, they then did name it after Eugene C. Werner, president of Central, from 1918 to 1939. They did a $1 million renovation here in 1975. So yeah. thanks for coming by. It's it's a great place. A lot of entertainment here, guys, right? Oh, but we've done such we've a done wide variety of... A bazillion things here. A bazillion <laughs> things. So, so, so let's, and a wide variety of things, too. And we know about those, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So, so, so I did a little bit of research about... Apparently, there's been some ghost tours out here. I don't know if they still do yeah, it. You know, I, what, I don't what, know. I think so. You know, uh, they do, they do uh, student activities involvement. I think they're perfect, doing it again. Perfect. There's a ghosts yeah. around campus. And perfect. so there's a little tour. They'll take you around and tell you some of the stories on some of the other buildings around right. campus. But they're not going to tell us a story you're going to tell us. Oh, it was a, an encounter. Bob and I, <laughs> you, know, you know, an encounter, you know, it's funny. You know, ghost, spirit, you know. And, I, and you know, that definition, what does it exactly mean? Well, I don't think it's, I believe we have a, a positive spirit in this building um and it's not a mischievous ghost uh type of person uh but certainly uh some strange instances have happened uh in our i mean bobby and i have been in here (laughs) till two three o'clock in the morning at you know and this goes back to well bob was a young professional then and i was a college student um bob you got here in what year uh 76 is when i started working here thank you thank you you but you came here as a student too yeah right so you've been really here 50 years you know (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah keith keith you you know if if you're not as old but you're close to him right Uh, uh, yeah yeah Uh, so you guys spent a lot of hours in here (laughs) you know worked on a lot of programs you know a lot of events here so what what is it like here you know at night at two three in the morning when it's a little quiet spooky spooky it really is you hear a lot of things uh sometimes the hair goes up on the collar of your neck. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, so let's talk this story. You said you have yeah. a couple, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So let's start w- with the first one right now. Well, one of the uh, one that I tell the most is probably um, Bobby and I were striking after an event. Strike means to tear down after an event's over with. And pretty much everybody was gone. And, and in those days, I was a student. I worked every hour I could when I wasn't in classes. So um, I'm helping, you know, the crew tear down the stuff. And Bob and I are the last two left in the venue. And we goes, oh, geez, the lights were left on up in one of the, the people call them organ lofts, but they're really not. Um, they're just coves, lighting positions. 
But uh, in up there, there's, you know, uh, all this lattice work, so it casts really kind of cool shadows, but still the light shouldn't have been left on. <laughs> so Bob and I are up there. We went up there to turn the lights off and shut down that area and come back down. What, what, what time of day do you think, or what time of night do you think this was? Oh, 2 o'clock? It be 2 o'clock probably. In the morning? It's, it's, only, it's, yeah. only, it's only you two right now? Yeah. Correct. In the building. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. very up good, in very that good. Yeah. House right Cove. We were up in there. And so and all the lights were off. Except for, you know, a couple lights stage on stage light. so we could get across, okay. you know. And uh, he and I look up. All of a sudden, both of us, we look at each other, and we immediately look back to the stage, and <laughs> there was no lighting system on. There was just a work light. Something moved across the shadow, or what we sensed was that. Now, you know, some people, geez, it was the end of, a, like, an 18-hour day. You guys yeah. are probably tired. Your eyes are playing tricks on you. That very could be. You know, the steam pipes clicked a lot more back. They talk about noises, you know. <laughs> the steam heat here, the pipes click a lot and make a lot of cool sounds. So, you know, did our imaginations get the best of us? But I don't know. When we both kind of had a similar um, experience or realization together, you know, uh, it yeah. kind of stuck uh, Okay, where were you guys? Standing here in Plecta Auditorium when you when you you saw this, we, we were, were up, up in the you were up, up in there. there. So, yeah. so you're looking cove. down and you're looking down, down on the yeah, stage. Right. Yeah, right. You know, if you're up in the loft, you're looking down about 25 feet below you and about 50 feet in front of you. So what, what was it like a little a cloudy type? You know, to describe a little bit what, a what you think you saw. Yeah, yeah. it was really a shadow kind of thing that was right. moving across. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do both of you believe in spirits? Do you think there's something well, I don't know, that but could he be and out I, there? When we saw that, we lit out of that lock cove. We came down that ladder. We were out the door. We, yeah, we shut the light off yeah. and got the heck yeah. out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we ran out of here so fast, we almost called, caught last call at the bird. So. <laughs> what, what, what is it about theaters that make them haunted? You know, in the previous segment, we talked Broadway theater. We're now here. What, what is it about them? Oh, I... I... Probably a lot, especially if it's an older theater. The, yeah, you know, the, the ambience. People, the number of people that come through with the different experiences that are shared, all the all of the energy of all those characters and performers from coming into those venues in all those years. And there's also old uh, traditions that kind of lend to it, too. You think about that, you see that small light over there on, on a stand, a single light bulb. So we have a single light bulb. We're on the stage right now. Matter of fact, just, just to let you know a little bit about the environment, we're in Plecht Auditorium on the stage. Not a lot of lights on. Right, uh, but normally that'd be the only light. The up. only light right there, and, and it's really it's it's like a standing lamp with like a seventy-five watt bulb. Yep, yep. We we don't have yeah. so so it's even kind of dark in here right now. Well, that yeah. light is it's kind of mood. You know, we do have the mood. Yeah. There's shadows, right? Yeah. But that I'm, light I'm is... trying to wait to see if it happens while we're recording. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Remember, I told you it's a positive spirit, not a exactly. mischievous ghost. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, so, so you guys, you, you're up there. You're, you're in the mm-hmm. balcony area, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You're looking down. You see it. You're freaked out. Right. Yep. I yep. mean, you guys, we're shutting it down. We're leaving. <laughs> Next day, you're going into work. What happens? Oh, you so say anything? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was a student at the time. Okay. Right. So, you know, I'm a, and I'm as a theater student, too. Yeah. So we've shared that story <laughs> and a number of parties in the day, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, oh, yeah, it was uh, it was quite uh, an uh, imprint in our memory, you know, that day. So. And, and you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have that memory forever, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, and, no and, question. And this yeah. is that one million more. And this is a story. You're not going to get on the ghost tour. This is a special edition Keith Folks Bob Ebner yeah. story, yeah. right? Okay, so yeah. we're here right now. I'm kind of waiting for it to happen. You know, but it is only what, what, you know, during the day we're recording at 11 o'clock on a Sunday. But, but there, there is a certain sense of eeriness, you oh, know, very on definitely. a stage in a theater, isn't there? Now, you know? uh, 
Bill Valley, I don't know if you know who Bill Valley no. is from uh, years ago. He was the designer tech director. He just passed away not too long ago. And uh, the theater department was in this building in 69, in fact, when I came in 69 originally. And uh, he had some stories that he would tell because he did a lot of time in here and was in here designing alone and, and doing stuff. And he always talked about a very eerie kind of a things happening, you know, or feelings or shadows like we're talking about that was going on too. So he even experienced it back then and that was, you know, in the sixties. So um, so so I've done some research because normally when you have spirits somewhere, something really bad happened as a rule, right? You know, sometimes, you know, somebody died in a place, somebody fell down here, somebody became that's the last place they saw them. And I haven't been able to find anything in Warner Hall. You guys know about anything? Why would we have spirits here? Well, <laughs> there is it. there is a very true incident. Uh, okay. I, know, I believe it was 1940 or 1941. You okay. can find this in the Clark Historical and the CM Life. I think it was just called Life in those days. Their archives. Um, but there was a food service worker here in Warner Hall, and there was a dining hall on the second floor. And where the current elevator is was actually a dumbwaiter. And uh, this food service worker was looking up inside the dumbwaiter shaft to ascertain where it was, and they had inadvertently gotten trapped when the elevator came down. Now, it wasn't anything, it was it just caused them to become trapped and, and suffocated. Um, it wasn't any kind of horrific thing other than, yes, this poor person lost their life. There was a lot of rumors uh, that went around for a long time that her head was cut off by the elevator. In fact, to their family, and they still live in our community. So yeah. it, it turns uh, into an urban respect. legend, doesn't it, though? Yeah, you know, it does. And, and it's exactly. strange that things happen, yeah. and then you're looking at that. Now we're separated by 80 years from now, and we're going to hear how that story changes. Right. You guys had another story here inside oh, Black. Well, you know, you, the fire curtain story and the piano? Yeah. So, you know, uh, we talk about kind things. Uh, and we believe they look after the theater for us. Okay. So there's this apparatus that's right behind you. You see that big rope right there? And that's called a fire curtain. And those are designed in the event of a fire in this building to come down and, and separate the fire from the audience so they have time to get out. Well, this device, you know, is only in emergencies. And we also test it once a year. But every once in a while, the old one, before we had this new device, um, would just trip itself. Yeah. And so we learned not to leave anything underneath where that fire curtain would land on the floor. And that would be things like if you left a table or a chair, a music stand, it came down with such force, it would just crush whatever it was. So we were always, so we had marks on the floor, don't leave anything underneath the fire don't curtain. Don't stand underneath it then, right? <laughs> oh. Well, you, you <laughs> do. Or you, <laughs> you, move pretty, you better move pretty quick against trip. If that fire curtain gets you tripped, could you hear it coming, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you would not better be in the building if that gets tripped. Um, so anyway, well, the piano, one morning we came in, and here's the fire curtain resting on top of our grand piano and just a line of dust. It should have shattered that thing. Because, I mean, we're talking about thousands of pounds coming down. There were times it would crack boards when it would trip accidentally on the stage floor, um, which is now why we have this, what's called a deacceleration device that's also yeah. behind you on that wall that now slows that curtain down <laughs> yeah. to prevent that kind of thing. But when happening. this happened, you did not have that. We did not have and that. And it came no. down with a force. It, I tell you, it left dust all across the top of the piano, but didn't do, leave a scratch on it. So how did it just come down and land so gracefully when so many times we knew that that could destroy anything yeah. left underneath it there. So, 
Wow. And we believe that, uh, you know, our kind spirit was kind of looking after us, knowing that, yeah, hey, we were poor church mice back in those days, so looking after our equipment. Great stories here. So in answer to your first question, yes, yes. I do believe it's spirits. Yeah, yeah, and, you, and, you, and you come face to face with them here. Yes. You've seen what they can do, what they don't do. Yeah. It, it is still a little spooky here. We're here on, mm-hmm. you know, again, as I said, on a Sunday morning, it's beautiful, bright skies out today, but you can't tell while you're in here. Oh, no. Theaters are designed to to give you a completely dark envelope to do your theater work in. So, um, you know, know, that light that we're talking about, that's actually called, it's it's a slang term is called a ghost light. It's actually an actor's equity light. It's designed to have a light enough to be able to see where the light switches are to turn the lights on in the rest of the theater. It's left there for the stage manager. But it's called a ghost light, too, because (laughs) we're always being friendly to make sure and leave a light on enough for our kind spirits to be able to see their way around also. Have you ever been in here where you've turned all the lights off? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You stand. You, you can't walk anywhere. It might be dangerous, correct? Well, there are, you, know? you know, the exit lights can't go off. So you get this red glow in the room. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. Um, but, you know. Um, Does that make the hair on your back stand up a little bit? I mean, not saying you guys have hair on your back, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's been many times that I've, I've brought in um, the student newspaper. And this is, you know, I'm talking you know, 30 years ago, 25, 30 years ago, and they come in, they do an interview. This time year always brings out those stories, you know, those interviews. And I would prep the auditorium before I brought them in for, for them to do their interview. And I'd turn all the lights off except for those lights up in those those old coves or what people consider organ lofts. And it casts these eerie shadows yeah. across the stage. Oh, I love it. The, oh, I'll set that mood for you here before we leave today. We'll <laughs> do that. No. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Hey, Bob, Bob Ebner, Keith, folks, thank you very much. Great stories here at Central Michigan University. We're going to try to spook some people out and have a little bit of fun with this. It's Halloween time. You know, it's one of the more popular times. So. Yeah, yeah well, no question. It's absolutely a, a really fun uh, celebrating time of the year. So have a little fun with it. We're going to have a little bit of fun. I'm going to come back. We got our third story. We're really, it's going to be like our fifth or sixth because we have like three from the Broadway Theater. We've got two from CMU. We're going to be talking next with Lori Peters, my wife. And we're going to be talking about experiences in our very own home. That'll be coming up next. Uh, Hey, welcome back. Thank you for listening to Bob Around Town. This is our Halloween or my Halloween special. A lot of fun. Now, we've heard from uh, a couple of stories about the Broadway theater. A little spooky over there. Next time you go to a play, you're going to want to, you know, look around a little bit. And then also, you know, we, we found out a little bit what's happening or what happened over at Warner Auditorium on the campus of CMU. So a lot of ghosts out there, spirits. I don't know if you believe or not, but you know what? We've got another story that'll be coming up uh, very shortly. One that's going to hit a little bit closer to, to my home, to tell you the truth. But I do want to remind you coming up this year on uh, October 29th over at the Isabella County Fairgrounds from 3 until 5, it's our 13th annual bash. The My 104.3 Buck 92 Boo Bash. We want to say big thanks to our major sponsors, Crapel Ford and Lincoln, My Michigan Health, Mr. Reuter. I think they've been doing it every year now with us. Uh, Green Tree Co-op Market, Saginaw Chippewa Indian Tribe, and Osana Home Healthcare. So we're going to be hanging out candy. They're going to be handing out candy and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. It's Boo Bash coming up uh, Saturday, October 29th from 3 to 5 at the Isabella County Fairgrounds. So, as I said, we're going to talk a little bit closer to home. This is the spooky, scary Halloween edition of Bob Around Town. Lori's ready to talk. I want to introduce to you my wife, Lori Peters. She's my partner in life. She's my partner here at the radio station, and apparently she's going to be my partner with a podcast here today, too. So, you know, we're not big believers in spirits, ghosts, whatever you want to call it, but we may have a couple of stories, and we really want you to figure out if this is really real or not. We, we believe it is real, uh, okay? 
right? We, we are believers. Um, we've seen it happen, or not really seen it happen. We noticed it happen. So we talked to people earlier, as I said, at the Broadway Theater at uh, CMU. Uh, things are happening. You know, maybe Mount Pleasant is a spooky town. Welcome, Lori. Hi, Bob. Thanks for having me. And I do have to correct you just a yeah. wee little bit. You said that we're, we don't really believe in this. Eh, I kind of do. Okay, I, yeah. There's I, I think certainly, we are. There's certainly stuff out there, but... Um, I, you know, our story, it's kind of a fun, not spooky story, but very weird story. You, you know, it really is. So we moved to Mount Pleasant uh, into this home. We moved to Mount Pleasant a while ago. We moved into this home in 2001. Beautiful home. It, it was pretty much our dream home, wasn't it, Lori? It was. And our home was previously owned by some teachers. Yep. Um, they had summers off. They had beautiful gardens out back. Really lovely little home. And we, we've been quite happy there for, for 20 some odd years now. Yeah, and it was really didn't look like the monsters or a spooky place. It's your regular home in you know the Mount Pleasant area. Yeah, I'll leave it at that right now. Yep. Okay, very so, normal home. <laughs> so, so, so we move in in two thousand one. We've been you know in Mount Pleasant already for a while. But we 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 uh, got a nice home, and we had a couple of young kids. How old were they at that time, Lori? They would have been ten and six. Ten and six. Yes. Kristen being the older, yep. our daughter, our, our preteen girl, our preteen yep. girl, and then we had Michael who was six. You know, uh, six year old boys, which is wacky and crazy, mischievous and, and full of full of vim so. and vigor. Yep. So, so, so I'm going to let you start the story, Lori, and, and really kind of. Set the pace and set the, the whole background. The whole it. tone. Oh, the whole tone, yeah. Well, I just want to throw out one word, maybe two words. Okay. Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. Not the scariest thing in the world, right? <laughs> but this is the start of our story, and it begins with Kool-Aid. Um, back in the day, believe it or not, you could buy little packets of Kool-Aid for like 10 cents each. And that was part of my grocery list. I had little kids. We had Kool-Aid. We didn't have a whole lot of money, so I guess we always went to the Kool-Aid aisle, right? Anyways, we um, had headed downstate for the weekend, but I had grocery shop before we left and I had bought 10 packs of Kool-Aid because at the time it was 10 for a dollar, right? Well, Lori, what time of year was this? Um, This would have been, let's see, we moved in in September. This would have probably been October, November. Yep, okay. Um, I can tell you it was pre-Christmas and there's a reason I remember that. We're going to go there. We're going to get there. <laughs> but uh, we had been downstate for the weekend visiting and we were coming home fairly late Sunday and everybody was parched and we didn't want to stop and get something to drink. I said, no worries, guys. I've got Kool-Aid at home. As soon as we get home, I'll mix up a pitcher of Kool-Aid and we'll all be We'll quench our thirst. Um, we got home, quickly unpacked the car. Actually, probably Bob was unpacking the car, and I ran inside to mix up our Kool-Aid. I had 10 packs, right? I just bought it the two days prior. Gosh darn it, that Kool-Aid was gone. Every single last pack that I had bought, it was gone. We no all, explanation. We were, all for it. We, we were thirsty. The kids wanted Kool-Aid, right? We got home, nothing. Nothing. And it was really, it was weird. Like, all the groceries were there, okay? I had gone grocery shopping. I know what I bought. So anyways, life goes on, right? We move on from that. So Kool-Aid was gone. Anyways, here we go. A few weeks later, you know, we're moving through the season. Uh, we had just moved into this house. And I think the first thing that happened, I know that we had to set up our TV on a very temporary stand. Um, yes, dare did. I say yes. it was like maybe milk crates on two by fours? Or, it, it was it real was, close, Lori. It, it was, was close, yes. It was not meant to be permanent. Right. That just happened to be where the cable outlet was. And, and, you know, we didn't have a TV table or stand at that time, I suppose. But in any event, we, we had it set up that way. When we finally did get our, our proper TV stand and we were moving the TV and rearranging the living room, this would have been probably October-ish. Um, we moved everything off the the two by fours and the milk crates, and by gosh, there was a pack of Kool Aid under those milk crates. How'd it get there? Kind of weird. I knew it was my Kool Aid. I don't know how it got under there. It was very odd. Okay, 
life goes on. We move on. <laughs> so we're moving further into the season. It's now Christmas time, and Bob and I have glorious Christmas trees. Big, beautiful live Christmas trees, decorated to the nines. Loved it. We had put out our gorgeous tree skirt that my mom had made, beautiful quilted tree skirt, and we had presents there. Of course, we got little kids, right? Five and ten years old. They're kind of scoping through those presents and fussing things around, and one day I just went to straighten out the tree skirt and to to rearrange the packages that the kids had fussed with, and by gosh, there was a pack of Kool-Aid under my tree skirt. And I'm like, seriously? Now, this is kind of bizarre because the Kool-Aid been gone for two months now, right? Right, exactly. We're in the holiday season now. Yeah. We moved in in September. We bought the Kool-Aid right around that time. Right. We're a couple of months in. All of a sudden, we get home one day. Kool-Aid's gone. Yep. Then we find it soon under a, a makeshift TV stand. Yep. We still don't think much about it. And then, boom. It's under skirt. my Christmas tree tree skirt. Now, I promise you, when I set that tree up and when we put that tree skirt out, there was not a pack of Kool-Aid under it. You, <laughs> I you promise you. I mean, we gave ourselves that look, didn't we? We sure did. <laughs> you know, where, where did this come from? So yep. We know the kids weren't into it because Michael couldn't reach the Kool-Aid. Kristen just wasn't that, that mischievous. Well, they were young, yeah. 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 There, there's no that. way they were old right. enough to be that creative and that, um, you know, uh, manipulative right. to, to come up with this plan. So I'm, I'm certain wasn't the children. <laughs> so let, let, let's just take a little break right now. So we have two instances. Kool-Aid's missing, now it's coming back. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. But, you know, what made us think that there's possibly a spirit in the house? Um, was it when the third pack of Kool-Aid showed up or was it later, Bob? Remind me. You know, me. <laughs> it, it, it could be. So you, you and I, we're, 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 you know, you don't really think of that right off the bat. Now, we right. moved into a home, Lori, mm-hmm. that previous owners had. Mm-hmm. And we understand that, that one of the owners, you know, had bad health. Right. Possibly passed away in the house, right? Possibly, yeah. You know, but either way, you know, it, the, the other spouse just wanted to move on, right? Right, right. They had kids. Mm-hmm. They were grown. They were mm-hmm. up and gone, and they, they were, were out of the house. And right? they were school teachers, you know, so right. they obviously, like I said, had a real soft spot for children to begin with. And and I think that's what maybe what we kind of started to think about, because after a certain amount of time, our very preteen daughter, you know, Kristen was, what, 10, 11 right. now at this point, um, she started to have experiences. Now, it's a two-story house, and both kids have bedrooms upstairs, and she one day mentioned that that her door shut. She goes, I was in the bedroom and the door just started to shut. Lori, that's the wind, right? Of course it is. That's what we said. Yep, right. <laughs> but that's probably when you and I really went, what the what? That was kind of odd. So, of course, we don't want to scare the kids, but Bob and I are kind of starting to think, huh. Now, I've always heard that that um, ghosts or spirits or poltergeists can become active, especially with preteen girls. Right. Um, I'm certain it's the hormones. You know, God knows us preteen girls can be kind of a handful. But anyways, I don't think that we ever felt scared or threatened or anything. But we, I feel, I mean, I really believe that that's probably what was happening here. Um, it wasn't scary. It was just odd. All there around were, the same time. Um, well, it kind of happened for the next three or four months, five months. I mean, yeah, all these things started to happen. Right. Um, another day, our daughter told us that somebody had tugged her hair in her bedroom. Again, she's just mentioning things. She's not alarmed by it or nope. scared by it. Um, and so we didn't want her to be alarmed or scared. Of course, we never, oh, really? Well, that's odd, you know, and life goes on. Um, but yeah, so her hair had been tugged on, her door had shut. Uh, we never heard creepy noises. We never heard weird things like that. But we would lose things from time to time. Okay, but we still lost two packages of Kool-Aid. Well, we lost ten, but we, we, lost <laughs> we found ten, two. We found two. 
Okay, but let's continue with that too. Okay. So, so remember, yeah, we lost the Kool Aid. You know, they're coming back. That was back the first thing. Yeah. Kristen still has things going on at Hair Tug Store closing when it wasn't the wind. We know that. The, oh. It was wintertime. The windows were closed. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. And that's not an easy door to close, too. We know that one in that bedroom. Um, so things are starting to happen right now. Keep on going, Lori. Well, I remember one day I came home quite, well, not quite late, 9, 10 o'clock. Um, the kids were in bed already, and you were stretched out on the couch watching TV. And I walked in, and you said, hey, look under here. And you pointed to underneath the couch you were on. Where did that come from? That freaked me out so much, Lori, okay? <laughs> there so was that- a pack of Kool-Aid under the couch that Bob had found and was pointing out to me. That really was an odd one. <laughs> you know, and I have to tell you, you know, we don't have a messy house. No. We cl- you know, we clean under the couch. We clean around, you know. It's we, not a cluttered at- house. I right, mean, yeah. exactly. So where did that come from? We, we could not, that freaked us out, freaked me out so much, we, we, we started thinking, spirits oh yeah we started thinking at that point we we knew there had to be something going on there and and i started thinking i was kind of like half choking i'm going maybe maybe the spirit doesn't want our kids to have like two kool-aid or kool-aid you know that's too sugary of of a of a a drink you should have some just regular water or juice or something and that very well could have been it yeah i I was i wish they wanted to hit the potato chips for me right oh my gosh and the ice cream cream. so 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 anyways we're finding all this stuff coming up then what happens oh you're quiet, aren't you? Well, I'm wondering what exactly happened. Remind me. Well, I have to remind you a little bit, but it kind of went away after a while. Oh, it? yeah, it did. Things you know? kind of slowed right up. Yeah. So, so we had those those issues when the kids were young. Okay. Mm-hmm. As they became older and teenagers, you know, and we never really told the children about this. Didn't want to scare them. Are you kidding Not me? At all. Yeah, we, no we, way. You know, so we weren't going to do that. And Lori and I, we kind of wink at each other all the time, but we always knew this was really weird. It's the situation. It's the, we call it the the Kool-Aid syndrome. What happened to him, you know? Right. So years go by, kids grow up, nothing really goes on, right? Kristen's a teenager. She gets up, goes to college. Michael's a teenager, gets up, joins the military. They're adults right now. And guess what? We're grandparents. Congratulations, right? For you, you and betcha. I, we're grandparents. <laughs> the kids, Michael, this is Michael's uh, and his uh, uh, wife, Emily. They have a son, Griffin, just born last year. They get to spend some time with us, okay? So I'm going to I'm gonna run with this one, okay, Lori? So, so we now have a baby in the house again for about what three weeks between their moves from yep. one, one location back in july to, yes back in the lo- location a, a new location okay and so michael and emily and and griffin our grandson they take off and they go up north to traverse city to do some shopping some sightseeing while you and i are working okay mm-hmm. they come home and they have all this kinds of stuff and matter of fact they bought some michigan wines from mm-hmm. traverse city area, a 12 pack really, of wines yeah it, it was a case of wines okay so you know a wine box they come in and they have all these dividers and everything and it, it keeps the bottles from shaking and knocking back and forth with each other and all of that so we were uh just in the in the living room matter of fact and we were looking at everything he purchased and then michael our son he looks at the, at the wine case and he goes dad did you pull all the dividers out i go no i didn't do that well, he didn't know what happened he goes no that he, he said that's freaky so remember michael did not know about our ghost at that point he, no. okay he's 26 years old we never told him the stories or he goes he goes something freaky happened what else happened with, with griffin while he was at our house so so first <laughs> of all the, the the wine dividers are out we even tried pulling out it is very difficult to pull out without making noise but let pull out 
just, just, just to get it out of the case without moving the wine bottles. We know the baby didn't do it. He the baby didn't do it. Michael didn't do it. Emily didn't do it. I fuss around with a lot of stuff, but I yeah. promise you, I didn't you do didn't it. Didn't do it. Yeah. So, so that came out. We had a heck of a time trying to put that back in, but there right. was more. There's more when Griffin. Probably the weirdest thing, and and I think again, this goes back to kids. It, it I think it cycles back to children. Um, our baby Griffin, he is upstairs in one bedroom. Mom and Dad are sleeping in the other. Griffin's in his little pack and play, and of course they've got a baby monitor up there because it's upstairs and they're downstairs you know while he's napping and all well their baby monitor started to misbehave (laughs) misbehave to such a point that it was clouding out the picture it was making weird noises and ultimately they had to replace it it quit working i mean i don't know they went in to get griffin one afternoon and his room was icy cold Icy, icy cold. I don't know. That wasn't the room where we mostly noticed the activity before. This was not our daughter's old bedroom. This was our son's old bedroom. But but it was the upstairs. But it was the upstairs. And so anyways, yeah, fried out their their baby monitor completely and kind of weird. I don't know. That's when we told our son about our, our ghost who we actually have named because yes. since then we we always blame it on our ghost and, and she has a name but and and she hasn't come back since uh, what was since it, Griffin yeah. since Griffin left since yeah. he was here so I don't know if you're believers or not we kind of are we, we kind of see it you I, I kind of feel like I am and and you know the other thing though is that I've got to be honest this ghost or spirit or or being or whatever it is I've never been scared never um we all spend time at home alone you know right you know we don't have the creaky doors we don't have you know the window well I guess we we have a door that closes. Yeah. <laughs> At least it did once. Well, it but, doesn't but, anymore. You know, but and we don't have the curtains where the window just opens and a blast of wind. No, comes nothing we that obvious. That, you know? No, no. Um, it, it is fair, a fairly new home. You know, it, it's about barely... thirty. It's about thirty years old. Right, so yeah, it's exactly. not like it's a creaky old, scary old home. Doesn't have old bones, as they say. About right, home, right. So, right. So Lori, after all of this, you and I talk quite a bit, right? Yeah. Believer or not? Believer. Believer. Yeah. Do you believe everything that you heard uh, from the previous podcast or previous? segments at, at uh, Warner Auditorium. I kind of do, okay. yeah. What, what do you think about the Broadway Theater? Could that have spirits as well? Oh, you betcha. That's an old building with a lot of drama in it. I mean, because it is a theater, right? And right, I think, yep. you know, ghosts, I think emotions and drama and... I don't know. I, I I do believe that. I really do. And you and I, we, we spent a lot of time in Key West, right? Yes, we did. We did this ghost tour. Yes, we did. <laughs> you know, I mean, does that make you think like there's ghosts and spirits too? When they took us around the cemetery that was in the back of the church and remember, and, and we're going to talk about this, the Robert the Doll up, up mm-hmm. in, you know, the one house. And they took us by the house. And, you know, my skin was crawling at that point. It's pretty bit, creepy. You know, so. And I remember after our tour, you actually wanted to walk back down that street where the cemetery was. And I was scared enough that I said, yeah, no, we, we took the main streets back. Yeah, uh, I, I wanted to. It was a little late, but uh, that, that would have been a little bit fun. But one of the hottest cities uh, in, in the world is, is Key West. But we also have our own haunts here in uh, central Michigan at uh, Broadway Theater, at the uh, Warner Auditorium, at the Peters Household on occasion. Mm-hmm. We'll have that too. So I'm sure there's a lot of places in our town here. Quite honestly, I bet you there are, wherever there's history, and this town has been around here long enough, there's history. I have no doubt that we have beings on another plane who are here with us and, and just kind of hanging around. I love that. See, you always yell at me for, you know, uh, not yell at me, but you're always going, you're watching Ancient Aliens or all these different <laughs> shows, you know, because you know I am a big, big, big believer. So, uh, Lori, thank you for jumping in and, and helping us and, and talking about our little haunts at our house. If, if you believe us, uh, hey, let us know. If you don't, let us know, too. If you have 
stories for next year's Halloween program? I would love to hear that. Reach out to Bob at WCZY.net, and uh, we can talk about it at Bob Around Town next year. This is the first edition of the Halloween one. I was, you know, I was actually, Lori, you, you know this, and I'll tell everybody too. I was actually trying to find some other stories, and, and there there is some stories up in Claire, Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of things happen up there. Purple Gang, I've talked with Bubba and Rhino and people and Claire all about what's going on up there. So you know there's some spirits up there. Certain people did not want to talk to me about spirits. Mm-hmm. They thought it would hurt business. Mm. So I didn't want to really push it or anything like that. But if you hear of some stories all around Central Michigan, we'd love to hear that. There's some spooky, scary ones. Hey, have fun when you're going over at the Broadway Theater. But you know what? You never know what's going to happen. Or at Warner Auditorium. You never know. If you find my Kool-Aid, <laughs> the rest hey. of it, I, th- I think there's at least four or five packs still not accounted for. We found them in the strangest places. I don't believe we found all of it. So if right. you find my Kool-Aid, we don't drink it anymore, but send it back, uh, would you? Orange flavored, if I remember. We did orange, <laughs> fruit punch, and cherry were our big flavors, weren't they, Lori? They for probably the kids, were. You know? so, so thank you for being here. Hey, there's going to be some other hauntings going on and spookings all around central Michigan. Just want to remind you that we're going to have a big one with uh, the My1043 Buck92 Boo Bash that's coming up. That'll be October. October 29th from 3 till 5 at the Isabella County Fairgrounds. And here's our major sponsors for this year's Boo Bash. Craple Ford and Lincoln, My Michigan Health, Mr. Reuter. Green Tree Co-op Market, the Saginaw Chippewa Indian Tribe, and Asona Home Health Care. Now, that, that's just six booths right there, right? Now, we've got more people who are going to be there. There are major sponsors, but you're also going to have a booth there. Oh, and a big sponsor, too, Isabella County Fairgrounds. Yes, for, of course. They're letting us be there, and they this is the third year in a row, and they are just awesome. We, we They're really, terrific to you know, work with, and uh, we sure we sure thank them for letting us be exactly. out there. Exactly. Uh, Advance America, the Mount Pleasant Chamber will be there. Cops and Donuts, the Jump Station, Serve Pro, the MSU Extension, uh, part of Isabella County. She had a lot of fun there last year. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they had a lot of fun. Who else is going to be there? The Mount Pleasant Parks and Recreation Department, the Mount Pleasant Discovery Museum, uh, Crossings on Broadway is going to be there. And a new one, Burnouts Classics and Collision. They do a great job. and they, they, They're fixing my truck right now. O'Reilly's Auto Parts. We want to thank them for coming by. 1016 Recovery Network. Salon Blue. And Lori, the last one? Uh, well, last two. Weikert Realtors, Broadway Realty, yeah. and of course, Community Cancer Services oh. will be be there as well. That just came in too, so we yes. want to thank them for being out there because they support so many people here with cancer in our community. So again, thanks a lot. Uh, it's Bob Around Town. You can pick up this podcast everywhere. MyMichiganPodcast.com. You can listen to it on iTunes. You can listen to it on Audible. You can listen to it on Spotify. Pretty much, oh, Google Play. Anywhere where you get your podcast, you can listen to uh, Bob Around Town and all our other features too that are available at MyMichiganPodcast.com. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, guess what now, Lori? You know what we're going to talk about next time? It's not going to be Kool-Aid, is it? Nope, we're talking tattoos. I'm going to be talking tattoos next time. We're going to have a lot of fun. Terrific. Oh, thank you. Have fun. Thank you for listening to Bob Around Town's weekly podcast. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, our affiliates, or My1043 and Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.